Hey guys, welcome to Brain Porn. My name's Dev, and on this episode, I'd like to talk about some, I guess, some of the potential mental health issues in connection with some of the different vices. So like sex work, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, drug dealing, um, gambling, those sorts of things. And I think I'd like to probably start with, well, obviously saying I'm not a doctor. Don't take any of this as a diagnosis at all for anybody. Uh, just some of my observations and, and some of my thoughts. So I'd like to start off with, with talking about sex workers. And only because I think that they're probably the most vulnerable of the above mentioned. Just due to probably more than likely um, uh, gender related things like the female and then they're putting themselves out, out there for for sex right like and it's and sex is like a very vulnerable thing like you're removing all of your clothes and you're engaging in something with another human being that is like very primitive anyways so what are some of the potential um issues that could arise from being a sex worker like say that we took um somebody with no prior history of mental health issues and they're perfectly well-rounded and and totally you know normal or whatever and then they found themselves in a position of becoming a sex worker what are some things that might arise from that like i think i think probably one of the one of the more detrimental ones would be you probably end up with some sort of like post traumatic stress i think it, being that you exited and being that you are perfectly well rounded and healthy beforehand which is an impossibility but afterward i think exiting that you definitely have some post-traumatic stress because I'm sure you're going to be in situations that are fucking unsavory and that you wouldn't necessarily want to be in. And, you know, you're taking away a lot of your own personal sexual choice for money. I think also in association with that, like, you're probably going to come, you're going to come across a lot of depression because you're going to be probably thinking back to past dramas and, and really dwelling and, and stuff like that. And anxiety, like... It's got to be stressful, right? So you're gonna. I'm imagining you'd you'd get lots of anxiety and you'd have tons of hangups after that. And I mean, living that sort of lifestyle, high stress, um, you're in different situations all the time. What other things that you, can you can you develop? Can you develop like bipolar? Can you develop? Would you become more narcissistic, more pessimistic? Would you get some sort of borderline personality disorder? You're leaving yourself open to so much backlash after the fact of, of becoming a sex worker. You're putting yourself in like some like pretty like scary and messy and weird situations uh, for the pursuit of, of money or financial freedom or it may, it may not have even been that you put yourself in that position. You could have been coerced or stolen. So that's there's so many variables and so much um, predetermining factors so that it's hard to like really like how do you nail down or how do you how do you base any mental health things after the fact? I I think that you just have to kind of go with okay this is what you're suffering from now and the likelihood that it is related to this probable but also were they suffering or has said person been suffering with something beforehand? It's tough to say. With that being said, like all these vices, they're like so much of it is connected with with financial freedom maybe escaping poverty and that's a tough one because in today's society it's i feel like it's becoming more and more prevalent you know we have these housing bubbles and we have the costs of everything going up with inflation but we're not matching it with 
um, living wages and then economic crashes and people are losing their homes and there's just there's just so much and it just and it just brings us to a point where um, seemingly really good human beings and really wholesome people might end up in a position that they are having to to do things that they wouldn't normally do and for sex being and sex workers being like the oldest trade like we're just going to go back to that right we just it's it's inevitable um, people being backed into a corner they're just going to revert to these sorts of things so i just i don't think that sex workers and drug dealers and and people with gambling addictions and and people with the drug addictions i i feel like they carry so much weight about their actions unnecessarily because you can never you can never judge where somebody's been beforehand or what made them do what they had to do it could it could seem minor and petty to you but it could be massive to them but anyways as far as like drug dealers go i've i've known drug dealers i've known sex workers i've known everybody of the sort i i've noticed that like lots of drug dealers have i don't know if this is like a real term or or if i'm using it correctly even but like lots of like antisocial characteristics because you're, you're living this sort of super volatile life where your door might get kicked in by the police or a competitor might might try and take you out or you know you might get a bad batch of drugs and you might od somebody or there's just so many so much stuff there's so much stuff connected with with the drug dealing and that's why I like I feel like maybe we should be less harsh on on drug dealers because it's a very very high risk high risk trade for something that you're not going to be nearly as as profitable as as you'd probably like to think whereas you're going to throw away 10 20 years of your life in prison for for how much money 30,000 a month 40,000 a month 50,000 a month and that's and that's being like pretty generous that's if you're like a pretty established drug dealer because you're not going to make cartel money nobody makes cartel money except for cartels and to get into a cartel is is fucking impossible you basically have to be born into it you're not going to be a top-ranking member of a cartel starting on a fucking street corner it's just not happening right so with that like antisocial characteristics there's fucking paranoia you have to be hella paranoid all the time you have to be on your toes on your game all the time because you just never know you step outside and you never know like is there gonna be because it's not like the cops are gonna call you and tell you that they're coming to kick in your door in 45 minutes it's not like your competitor is gonna let you know that he's gonna be waiting for you on on whatever block it just happens that that has to be there has to be a ton of paranoia attached to that and what kind of like stress disorders does this develop does it send you to a place where you can't sleep at night where you have extreme anxiety I'm surprised there's not more people, more drug dealers who are like agoraphobic. I'm surprised there's not more drug dealers who are like recluses and afraid to leave their houses and, and things like that just out of fear of being murdered. And also like, okay, so say, say you're, um, say you're a drug dealer who, who's kind of like leads a double life. So they have a job and they have a family and they, ha and they, you know, they, they wear suits on the weekdays and they mow the lawn and and they're just that type they're not your stereotypical uh, street dealer would you could you get like um like a multiple personality disorder like living that life because it would be like it'd be like that because you'd have to i don't know when when you go to do your deals or or however it works you'd have to have like a certain something about you so that you don't get stepped on 
and then you have to go home and kind of live a certain lifestyle. And I mean, if you have a wife and kids and and things like that, and and they don't know what what you're doing during the day, you're I'm a banker or whatever. <laughs> I just I just wonder. Like, I don't know. Could you get a could you get multiple personalities from that, or is that something that is born with, or is that something that happens from a certain type of trauma? I don't know. Okay, and what about what about um, gambling? What what sorts of mental health disorders can come from that? Because there's got to be a sort of a sort of certain fear that you would have to have, worrying. Okay, if I don't hit this, then I'm gonna I'm not gonna be able to pay my rent, or I'm gonna have to take out another loan, or or something like that. And like that has to be scary. So, what sort of mental health issues can come from that? Just carrying that fear every time you step into a casino, because it's got to be like that for some people. So there's got to be like a certain amount of depression associated with it. You throw in 50 into a slot machine or something like that, and then you lose it. That's got to be depressing, unless you don't have a connection to money. And if that's the case, then you probably, you're probably not gambling. You're probably gambling in a different sense by playing stocks or buying businesses or something like that. There's got to be anxiety. And like, you probably lots of people stay up at night thinking about gambling and the stress of waiting to get to get your next check so that you can go gamble some more and and all that that's got to be fucking stressful i don't really know i i was never uh, really one to gamble too too much i was i was a big drinker i drank way too much and it was super problematic for me and i know what kind of what comes from from drinking too much and and depression and and losing your inhibitions for extended periods of time is not good for you or wasn't good for me at least but as far as gambling i really have no idea it's it's a different world but i'm from what i can gather i think that with with most of your vices you're gonna have some of the same shitty things you're gonna have your depression you're gonna have your anxiety a fair bit of paranoia and and if you do manage to to get away from it all before it's too late before you lose your life or end up in prison or or anything like that. If you do manage to do that, you're gonna have some traumas and you're gonna have some hangups, and it's not gonna be fun. And you're gonna have to deal with all of it. And if you don't, then you're probably just gonna be a miserable poop until you until you die. I think that a lot of um, mental health stuff that comes with with being addicted or being on the other side of the drug dealer or on the other side of the the liquor store, it's there's a lot of shame attached to it. At least for me, there was. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of painful memories. There's a lot of trying to sort out who I've wronged and and how do I make amends to this person. And just there's so much just sadness in the wake of of being the addict, of being the person on the other side of the drug. Because like the drug doesn't care for the sex worker. The sex doesn't care. It's the money. It's the high. It's the it's all that stuff. And with with everything really, really amazing, there has to be something awful on the other side of it, right? The yin and the yang, the, there's balance to everything. So I'm just wondering, like, is there studies out there that have, have got groups of people in... See, and it, it's tough, because the people who are doing... who are dealing the drugs and who are having, having the sex for the money, the people who are doing those things are normally in higher-risk situations to begin with. So how do you isolate it? How do you find somebody? And and how do we how do we determine what a clear bill of mental health looks like? Obviously, with things like 
like some schizophrenias and, and stuff like that where you're hearing things that aren't there for the general public or for depression when you're just uh, prob uh, speaking very negatively to yourself or, or thinking about um, taking your own life. But like, I, d I just don't get how we determine what is this clear bill of mental health. And, and if, okay, so, so say we do have this guideline, this is a clean, clean bill of mental health, and we attach it to a person, chances are that person isn't going to be in a position to become a sex worker or to become a drug dealer. I think the potential for that happening more and more now is is huge just because we don't have that um, middle class or whatever, or we're losing the middle class. So with with all this hardship and all this desire for more money and desire for a better lifestyle, uh, maybe we will find people who did at one point have a clear bill of mental health, but slowly throughout time of losing their house and their job and their husbands or wives leaving them or them responding to um, stressful situations poorly and lashing out, then we lose so much of our uh, clean bill of mental health or of this clarity. So then that person is no longer the person that they were before. So now we can't, when they do find themselves in one of these situations with some hangups and some vices, how do we say what came after and what came before? Was this depression there beforehand and led them into this position? Or was this depression afterward because of that position that they were in? I don't know. Like, this is probably why I'm not a fucking doctor. It's, it's so much to think about and, and and to try and rationalize it all and, and realize it and, and categorize it into a way that I can uh, receive it better is, is very fucking difficult. Um, also, okay... Food, okay? Overeating, gluttony, like, is is a vice, right? Food is a vice. Like, you can get addicted to food, for sure. You can get, you can get addicted to salts and, uh, and to sugars, all the same. Um, I don't think that you're going to get terribly paranoid from being an overeater and until it start, until you really start having to worry about your, your health, your physical health. But I do think that there's going to be a lot of shame attached to it, a lot of in a lot of cases, probably a lot of secrets. You're hiding food. You're you're doing stuff like that. So I, I don't know as far as like your your PTSD. I don't think there's going to be a lot of that. But I do really think that there's going to be depression and probably pretty low feelings of self worth if you're if you're overeating or if you're hiding food from yourself. Especially if you get to a place where you become physically unhealthy. There's so many different vices and there's so much mental health disorders and there's so many different perspectives on on these vices and I really just I really just hope that people embarking into these lifestyles can come away um, unscathed and with as little emotional and mental baggage as possible so I do think that we all human beings have have a value and I hope that we can recognize it in ourselves that we all have worth and at the end of the day we're just human beings, and human beings do fucked up things. We really do. So yeah, I just hope everybody loves themselves, and that's that. Anyways, this has been another episode of Brain Porn. You can check me out on Instagram at Brain Porn. That's B-R-A-I-N-P-9-R-N. And also, you can get at me on my email at brainpornpodcast at gmail.com.
Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Peace.